In Jesus' name. And if you love him, can you say amen? Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, if you can go to Matthew 7 briefly. How many of you know God is good? How many of you know that nothing happens in your life without the presence of God? I'm going to say that again. How many of you know nothing happens without the presence of God? In that presence, he said there's fullness of joy. Instead of getting high, what if you jumped into presence? Come on, it's all right, Pastor. You know, I, I have a real lifestyle big before too. Instead of falling into other things, what if you go get high in his presence? Come on, some of you, you gotta learn how to get you gotta learn how to get a different different high. I, I see the, some of you think, well, Pastor, just no 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 no. I had to learn how to get a different high. At least I turned back to my old ways. Come on, God is trying to teach you his goodness so you can run to what's real, what will really give you the real high. Come on, it shouldn't be that the world is, is more excited about what, what, what don't sustain than what he can sustain in. Y'all don't like that language? All right, I'll talk a little better than that. You, you got to realize that, that until we learn to be addicted to the spirit on high, we can't transcend the world to come into this place and be addicted. Listen to me. We live in the world that they need something stronger than your, your words and your Bible scriptures. They need something stronger than that. You got to learn how to walk this thing out and be addicted to him. Be addicted to his presence. Be addicted to his spirit. They don't need your words. They need something with might and power. How many of you ready to bring your, walk, your, your talking to your walking? Come on, I'm tired of just talking about it. I want my talk to be my walk. God is wanting you to learn to live in a realm. And in this realm called presence, he said there's fullness of joy. And you don't lack in this realm. He said in the right hand there's pleasures forever. Which means in this realm, you're never missing. You're never lacking. It's a progression. How many of you want to progress this year? Come on. You're gonna, you're not, we're not going to stop and cycle back to the old year. Come on. We're going to learn how to stay progressively in faith. Come on. I'm going to continue to progress forward. I'm going to progress forward. I got to even learn how to get strength. To knock people off that's not for me. And learn to let them go just for a little bit. Until I can progress to where I need to go. Some of you, you some of your familiarity is what's keeping you back. You got to be willing to go alone sometimes. I know I'm not looking for a lot of amens just there. Sometimes you got to be willing to go alone until you learn him. Abraham, I need you to go alone because familiarity is keeping you out of what I'm trying to get you to understand. I can't speak to you in this realm. I need you to move out of your household. Move away from your familiar place. I can't speak to you there. Some of us are praying in a place where God is trying to reposition you. We can't hear because we need to reposition. Somebody say reposition. Sometimes God can't speak because I need you to reposition. Yeah, I can't speak to you, Abraham. I need you to leave your father's and mother's home. I need you to go where I'm calling you, and then you will hear me. 
Because if you stay there, you're going to be fighting with my word and then their word. And, and I don't need you fighting with people's word and my word. Wherever I move you, I don't need the preeminence of their words taking over what I'm saying to you. The greatest thing you have to learn with God is when you're walking with God, people can, cannot be the main voice in your life. I must say that again because people will be offended for what God told you. See, progress is, all, is, is good, but it's not good when you're going beyond somebody else. So sometime I can't allow you to do that because you're going to look better than me. when. So you might be letting somebody hold you back from what God is trying to do in you. And it wasn't about them, but I can't stop what God is doing in me. I got to keep going forward. It's not personal. Tell somebody it's not personal. It's not personal, but it's principle. I, stop getting personal. Don't get personal with me. I'm, I'm not trying to assault you, but I got to go forward. I'm so sorry. I can't go to the party today. I got to go forward. I'm so sorry. We can't go on a date today. I got to go See, I don't know about you. See, so, sometimes this year you got to be willing to say no. Because where yes is not known, no. See, you don't say no in, uh, enough. You, you, you allowing people to tell you what you're going to do. You allowing them to tell you how you're going to do it. Instead of saying no. You better find your yes so you can know how to say no. Tell somebody, I got to find my yes so I can start and say no. Yeah, because where you don't find your yes, no is unknown. You, you got to sound, learn how to find your yes so you can say no. Because anything that's unsubmitted in us is actually an enemy to the cross. I'm going to say that again. Anything that's unsubmitted by the spirit in us is actually an enemy of the cross. That's why Peter told Jesus, you are not about to die. And he was his friend. But Jesus stood back right after saying, you, Peter, can bind and loose. Now he's saying, you are the devil. Get away from me. How you got getting licensed to bind and loose? Now you've been there because anything unsubmitted to the spirit in the person is an enemy of the cross. Which means they're going to walk you out of the strength that you need and the faith that you need to get to where you need to go. But it's not personal. You know why it's not personal? We don't fight against flesh and blood. Come on, we're already starting. We don't fight against flesh and blood. This is where the church haven't taught you. Stop fighting people. The fact that we fight people tells me that you don't understand spiritual things. We don't fight against flesh and blood. We fight against principalities and powers in the realm that was unseen. Which means, see, you know, I don't fight against people because I knew when I was unsubmitted, I was probably an enemy of the cross too. Come on, somebody. Don't, don't, don't act like you just got it all by yourself. No, no, no. You know I don't fight people because I got to excuse you because I need an excuse too. That grace that I needed, the same grace that you need. So don't make it personal. I'm not going to make it personal. It's not personal. But because I got the grace, I need to learn how to teach you about that same grace. So be careful judging people. You needed that grace too. You may be seated. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Somebody says the grace of God. Come on. It's by the grace of God. 
It's not by might nor by, but it's by his, by his grace through the spirit. It's not by might nor by, but it's by his spirit. Which means you're only going to get by in the world by way of the spirit as much as you learn how to inhabit that arena. Tell somebody, I got to build my inhabitants. Come on, somebody, I got to build my inhabitants. Amen. Amen. If you have your Bible, I want you to go to Matthew 7 for me. Thank you, Nanjo. This morning, I want to teach you how to ask of God. I want to teach you how to what? How to ask of God. How many of you want your prayer life to be answered every time? How many of you are tired of praying, but you don't see the results of what you've been praying about? You've been praying for the last 10 years and you're wondering why things still not moving. I'm going to teach you how to get your prayers answered every time. I don't know how much I'm going to get to today, but we'll get started at least this day. How many are excited about hearing what God is going to say this morning? Glory to God. Matthew 7, 7. And it reads, ask and it will be given to you. Do what? And it will be given to you. Seek and you will knock and it will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, and everyone who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be open. We're going to stop right there. Ask. Somebody say ask. Ask, and it will be given to you. So I'm, we're going to extrapolate what ask really means. Because if you don't learn how to ask properly, you might be asking from the wrong root. Which means for you even to ask, you got to be rooted right. Because we've made God a gospel genie and we don't even know we did it. And the interesting thing is the genie not working, but we're still doing it. Because God is not a genie and he's not obligated to answer where he has not given. God is not obligated to give what he did not author. Are y'all catching me? So we have to understand how to ask and what does ask mean? How many of you know that God loves you so much that he's never wanting to Keep you out in the blind spots of your life. He wants you to know and know because you're an heir. Somebody say I'm an heir. As you've been in Christ Jesus, you're an heir for all that Christ has. How much does Christ have? Oh, he has all things. The problem is we got to understand the difference between uh, 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 need and seed. Because sometimes if, if you're an heir... To my stuff, I need to make sure you submit it to the right principles 
to govern it so you don't lose it. How many of y'all tired of losing some stuff that you want to govern? Glory to God. Come on, you thought you was good with money till you got it. Uh-oh, see, I, I need you to pray over there for me. I, I need help this morning. Go in tongue for me. I shout out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. I'm so good. I need money. And then opportunity opened up. You got 50000 Now you ain't got nothing. It wasn't a good story. Somebody died and you got a little inheritance money. It's gone now. And nothing to show for it. Come on. Don't get personal. Somebody says it's not personal. It's not personal. But if we're going to grow, we got to learn how to put something on the plate. We keep telling the world to come eat, but we ain't got nothing on our plate. And God is saying, I want you to understand that I'm trying to get something to you. But I, 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 as a father, I don't want to give you something that's actually going to harm you more than help you, Israel. I got a promise for you. Seven day walk. But I know if you get there, you're going you're gonna to glean to Egypt in promise. Which means you can't perceive what I have for you until you hold the mind that I have for you. Somebody say, I got to hold the mind that he has for me. That's why he say, have a transformed mind. Are y'all catching me? Which means some arenas in God, you have to transform your mind so you can perceive right. And until you learn to perceive right, you can't believe right. Come on, by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed, which means your life is framed by faith. Somebody say, my life is framed by faith. So if I don't keep the eyes of faith, I'm going to miss the frame. So sometimes our prayer is in, it's actually a result of the lack of sight, not an answer. All right, let me break that down because we 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 we're gonna get there. Somebody say amen. amen. Now I want you to understand something. Matthew eleven twenty seven. Go to Matthew eleven twenty seven really quickly. Matthew eleven, verse twenty seven through twenty nine. All things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and the one whom the son wills to reveal him. Come to me, all who are labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lonely in heart, and you will find rest for your Souls, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, which means, watch this, it's a difference between learning from men and learning from God. Most of our problems are, is we're not learning how to learn from God. We're learning from men. Not knowing that it's nothing wrong for learning from men, but you got to transcend that from learning to God. The Bible says you need no man to teach you because you have the Holy Ghost. All things are known by that spirit that you have. Somebody say, I have the spirit of God. 
The Bible said the kingdom is within you. It's not outside of you. You don't need to go look at the next news channel. It's within you. The treasure is in earth and vessel. So it's in you. Everything you need, it's, it just has to be sought out. Isn't that interesting? Which means I've been looking outside for what was already in. Somebody say the treasure is in. Come on, the treasure is within. You've been looking outside where it's within. So he said you need no man to teach you. Why did he say that? He's saying that you have all things. You know all things by the Holy Spirit. It does not mean that you don't listen to the man of God. He's giving you the five-fold ministry for the equipment of the saints for the work of the ministry. He's saying, what are you saying there is that you, when you hear the man of God, it's not that he's teaching you something new. He's actually teaching you what you already have. Y'all all right with this? He's actually revealing to you, but it won't awaken in you till you come into submission to the order. Because I didn't make you to have self-revelation. You, you can't go into self-autonomy and think you know it all and you got, I, uh, you got bedside God. Y'all know how we use that. Well, God just speak to me, do we? Well, we don't got to go to church. Really? But when people are not principled, they don't understand what they're saying, but they're justifying what they don't understand. And we have to realize that God has set an order, but he wants you to know through this order, no matter what you hear or provoke, you're going to get something this morning. But the reality of it is, unless you go home and work it out, when you go through trial, when you go through testing, when God will bring, this is the process of God. So now you're going through with God. So you can go through with men, but never pass the God test. Uh. See, many people went through with men. You got a big title, but you didn't go past the God test. You didn't pass the submission test. They gave you that title too early. Oh, yeah, because we have to see that you came to the end of your faith, the salvation of your soul. Which means there's a, there's a process with God that he takes you through to see your faithfulness. But he didn't leave you to try to walk it out alone. He the one that gave you the faith for it. Are y'all catching me? He gave you the faith for it. For God has given everyone a portion of and a measure of faith. So the reality of it is everything that God is telling you to overcome, he's already given you the power to do it. Are y'all staying with me? Yes. We're still talking about how to ask of God. Because if we're going to ask of God, we got to understand what we're asking. If we're going to ask of God, we got to understand what we're. Glory to God. So I want you to understand, he said, listen, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, which means there's a learning that comes from God. Learn from me. God teaches you. Somebody say God teaches me. The Holy Ghost is the one that really teaches you in life, which means if you're not continually staying close to Holy Spirit, your personal Holy Spirit. Somebody say my personal Holy Spirit, which means stop trying to live in somebody else's Holy Spirit. You got the personal Holy Spirit for you. 
Stop living in my lane and you live in your lane. God told you to pray. God told you to fast. Stop trying to live in my lane. Tell somebody to stay in your lane. Yeah, yeah. If you don't learn to stay in your lane, see what you call in justification of obedience might be disobedience. How can I know how to be obedient if I'm not led by the spirit? So what are you really calling obedience? According to what? Are y'all all right with this? Come on, I'm I'm going to lift you up. Uh, we we just learning. Glory to God. If you can't stay in the spirit to see what God wants, what am I really calling obedience? Oh, that you went to church. That's an ordinance that's by default as a Christian. Oh, that, that, that's by default. Oh, you come to Wednesday night too. Okay. Or maybe you give. But Monday to Tuesday, Thursday to Friday, you don't know what God is saying. You don't have the ear to hear. You're not interested in walking in anything of God because. But you're praying. Come on, it's not personal. I'm, I'm, somebody say we're learning. We're learning. We're learning. Because I'm trying to help you understand what are you praying Because by default of, of the way that you're seeing God, not walking on a day-to-day -day basis to enter into, his mind proves something. All right, let's go deeper. Somebody say, let's go deeper. Oh, glory to God. Now watch this. Romans 1.17 says, for the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to Faith, as it is written, written, the just shall live by, as it is written, the just shall live by, for in it, the righteousness of God is revealed, which means in the righteousness of God, faith is revealed, which means if you don't know the goodness of God, which I was just talking to the teens about, you don't understand this realm of God being good. You don't entrust in him in righteousness. So you can't come into the next level of faith. That's why our faith gets stale. How many of you ready to get out of stale faith? Come on, how many, some of you trying to live off the last, the last five years faith. It's not working. That's why we always have a testimony what was, not what is. Come on. That's why, come on, I'm, I'm tired of hearing about what was. What about what God is doing now? Everybody want to talk about what God, the move. Listen to me, that's so good. But if that don't provoke you to provoke you in God now, somebody say it's now. Come on, it's now. Whatever you need to do with God, you need to understand the now of God. And if you're not in the now of God, you might be in the stale of things. So you work on telling people your old testimony. There's nothing wrong with that, but what is it doing for you now? I don't want to just keep surfing off of my old, like, I, I had it then, but what about now? 
I remember that's so good. But what about. Is your testimony helping you for now? Or are you using it as justification of what you don't understand now? Oh, glory to God. For in the righteousness of God is revealed from which means until you learn the newness, a new area, arena in you of God, you can't take the next step. Somebody say God is good. Which means the more that I know about his goodness, the more I entrust in him in right standing with him. And as I do that, I go from faith to faith, which means I upgrade in faith. But if I upgrade in faith, I'm upgrading in substance too. One thing about this church, I'm teaching us as a body to learn how to live from substance and embrace substance so we can deliver substance. Faith is the, the church has missed this. I don't know why. We became a talking people, not a giving people. For example, the Bible do not say pray for the sick. He said heal the sick. But because we don't understand substance, we keep praying for what God has already given. All right, then. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Because we don't understand how to deliver the substance to give. Paul said, what I have, I give to you. What I what? Have. Which means you cannot give what you don't. So we think God is still coming down to deliver something. When he said, I've already put it in your hands, the devil is under your feet. And it's called by you to do the work. Well, we'll just pray another five years, God, and you'll show up when you show up. That's an embryonic understanding statement. No, God doesn't work like that. He has delivered you to the earth to build in substance and, and come into some strength. And when you say be healed, it has to bow. The problem is we're not willing where God is able. And because we don't pray in the revelatory state, we don't know why we need to pray. That's why we're not understanding. See, when you see yourself in the revelation of who you really are, you, ha you have no excuse not to pray. You need God. Oh, when I see the revelation me, oh, Lord Jesus, you want me to do all of that? You want me to, that's going to take some stuff out of me. That's going to cause me to, to really come into some real submission. That's going to take some death in me. So we close that door to, to give God what we want to give him. God, you know, fix my problem. You know, I need to pay my bill. God, you know. Uh-oh, y'all slow me down. I should have. Come on, I need my intercessors to start praying. You have to realize that God is not playing games when it comes to what he's desiring out of you. It's interesting. We think we can pass grades without really going through the test. You know, when I was a younger Christian, I thought because I cried that God is just going to give me a pass. I thought I was going to get the next step. I was like, yeah, I'm strong now. He's like, no, you still got to go talk to Mary and apologize. Oh, yeah, you still got to go do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we like to take the easy road. No, nobody say tears. See, tears help you be encouraged so you can stand and know he's God in that situation. It was not a pass for you to go and get some gas and go. 
which means God cares more about you being found sound in character, in conduct, in communication, in what you do. He, he's more concerned of your soundness of understanding than you just going to do something. Are y'all catching me? This is why you got to understand authority. This is why you have to understand what? You have to understand authority. It's very interesting that there was a man under that said he was in authority. And Jesus asked him, he said, hey, can you come heal my servant at home? And he said, you don't even have to accept a, a, a foot in my house, Jesus. Just say the, just say the. It's interesting that Jesus said, I've never seen such faith like this. Because God is more concerned than you learning authority than you just doing something. Why authority? Why authority? Because he's already spoken it in authority to give to you. I have given the church authority. And when the church learned their authority, they can stop trying to get me off my throne. And they can start operating how I called them to operate. But we love to get God to get up off the throne and come do what he's already done. Because we don't want to take responsibility in what we're supposed to do. Tell somebody, God, stay on your throne. Don't you got to get up. Come on, Jesus, you know what? You can stay seated right there. You know what? You did enough on the cross. The cross already proved itself by you coming into me. The fact that I have you and I have access to God, I have enough and all that I need. What I need to learn is how to stay dead to myself. You don't have a God problem. You have a crucifixion problem. Oh, I know I'm going to get stoned this morning. Y'all, I need. Minnesota, I want you to do, start my car. I'm going to run out quick. We don't always. See, we think we have a God not answering problem. No, God will answer you even in your sin. If we can talk to evil rulers, your sin don't stop God from talking. It's the crucifixion of what you're really giving is what's stopping us. Can you say amen? So what does God accept? What does God accept? Actually, I'm so sorry. Before we go there, because I don't want to move too fast. Go to Romans 12, 1 through 3, really quickly. Before we go there, go to Romans 12, 1 through 3. Romans 12, 1 through 3. How many of you are learning something? Amen. I'm sorry, guys, back there. I'm walking too much. I'm going to try to stand still. Y'all know I'm a walker. Glory to God. Watch this. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the, by the what? By the what? By the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you may prove that which is good and acceptable and the perfect will and the perfect will and the. 
and the perfect will of God, which means the presentation of your submission is what reveals the will. I'm going to say that again. The presentation of your submission reveals the will. Submit your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which means God doesn't accept everything. All righty. Are y'all all right? Come on up. We're going to learn how. What, what, we're going to learn how to pray, which means God don't accept everything. But for some reason, this generation, we, can, we just say pray and we're not discerning how to pray. Which means we're telling people as if you can pray in the flesh and God accepts it all. Because we don't have skilled workers to understand there's a type. There is a way. You don't just do stuff. Because you don't realize in the interim of telling people to do that, it's actually teaching them to teach others that what they did don't work. You say, how? If I tell a person who don't know how to pray properly, go pray, I know that they're not going to come out with the right results. So what they're going to do is go to another person and say, well, I tried that and it didn't work. So the person who needed Jesus is going to hear that it don't work for them. Well, why would I try it? So we made traditions to make the power of God to know a fact by the traditions that we do. And we got all these traditional things that we do, and you don't realize God don't accept it. He said it actually denies his power. You know, you're stopping them from understanding what I, I am really results. But you make them think I'm, I don't care about results. You make them think they can do this activity and just wait on me without freedom, without peace, without joy. Oh yeah, this is where we are. We tell people you can have a little anxiety and you can have a little prayer. So we bring counselors to come speak to the church of Christ. And nothing wrong with counselors, but I don't need a counselor. You can leave my church now if I need a counselor to tell you what you're supposed to be doing in faith. You know what we need counselors for? To walk you through some things. But God has something called the spirit of counsel. It's one of the spirits of God that the church is supposed to operate in. But we got so familiar with the normality of carnality. The normality of what? So we can't even tell the difference because we've been bewitched. Most of the church is bewitched. We can't even tell the difference between what is divine or what is man-made. And God is trying to wake up his church and say, hey, it is not by might. It was not by power, but it's by my spirit. And what I said, it shall be. So God wants us to understand that there should be no lack. In you, if you have me in you, tell somebody no lack. There should be no lack, which means you shouldn't have to carry depression and carry me at the same time. 
which means you shouldn't have to carry anger and carry me at the same time, which means you should be able to walk in deliverance and freedom when you come into the knowledge of the truth of who I am in you. But by default, my church have become so talkative and we don't know what manifestation really looks like or is. And that's already a default. So now you have to depend on somebody giving you a good message. Not delivering one. We set up a good message is not deliverance in one. We all have to watch out for this. Come on, glory to God. We all have to watch out for this. I give some stories. Some, I, I've been to some pastor's meetings and God, you know, I, I used to walk in some stuff. And then I went, I said, oh, y'all don't fast. And I went home and said, well, maybe I don't have to either. Oh, this is how pastors work. And I tried to do what they did. And God spoke to me and said, oh, oh, I don't work with you like that. Because I'm making... I'm making you something they never seen. What if God is making you be something that they have never seen? What if you are the object, the first? What if you are the epistle of what God is going to build from? The Bible says we are a living epistles. And I don't know about you. I can't play church. I was in the world too strong. I need God. I don't know about you. You might can play back. I can't. I, I'm, I'm going to be messed up. I need God, which means, I, listen to me. I, I got to live this thing. Because I've already died to this thing. Can you say amen? So you have to realize that there's a presentation that you must submit to, to be revealed and understand the will of God. Because if you don't come into the knowledge and the, of the truth, you don't understand what God is after. Number one, the spirit of the Lord is for an agenda. It has a purpose. Somebody say it has a purpose. Every spirit, every origin and intent has a purpose. This is why the church go wrong when we start going politically. It's nothing wrong politically, but when we start fighting each other over black and white and double and this and that, you in the wrong party. Color should never be over Christ. I know y'all, some people gonna be offended. Color should never be over Christ. In all, listen to me, all things are one in Christ Jesus. I don't know what you preach. Everything is one in Christ Jesus, which means anything you're pushing out there that Christ is not the head of, you might be in the wrong spirit. But you don't know because you went to church in the presence of God, not knowing that the presence of God come for the people. It doesn't mean that he agreed with the person. All right, let me calm down. This is not a leadership summit. So until we get principled in what we, what we are doing, we could be missing out a lot. And we don't understand the days that we're in. That's why Jesus was mad. He said, you don't even understand the times that you're in. It's interesting the church don't know the times that we're in. We sleep. The church is under attack right now. But we don't know it. Oh, we have no idea. We sleep. Oh, it's, it's under attack, but we sleep. Because we allow the social structures of the world, we still hold them more higher than the real prophets that govern real foundations. Are y'all catching me? Come on, don't, don't get sad on me. I ain't going political on you. 
Well, Pastor, now be careful now. No, you need to understand this. It's the problem with the church. We don't talk about enough. You think your spirituality is, uh, is different from your justice? Let me tell you how it's not. Watch this. The just shall live by. The just shall live by what? Which means you don't even know justice until you learn to walk in higher realms of faith. See, people think they understand what's really going on. No, you don't. Until your faith get a little higher, you could miss something in that arena. This is people who walk in these ascension realms. For example, we fight against flesh and blood and principalities. Do you know the principality that's fighting Dallas? You're still fighting your own battle at home. But you're telling me about government things. You don't even know the principality that's over this city. Everybody don't have license to deal with the principality over this city. But you don't know that conversation. But you know justice. See, when you deal with God in a certain realm, you got to be willing to be hated. For a little while. Because even Jesus was for the people, but they crucified him. So I want you to realize, y'all done got me way, I'm coming back home. I want you to realize there are things that God accepts. And it starts with our submission. Somebody say it starts with our submission. Somebody said again, it starts with my submission. Let's finish reading verse 3. Watch this. We're still in Romans 12, 1 through 3. For I say, though the grace of God given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one measure of what? Faith. Which means, watch this. Now we're going to get into how to ask of God. God has given us all a measure of what? And he said, do not, watch this, try to go over that or under that. God does not answer you where he's already told you. I'm going to say that again. Sometimes we pray for where our carnal mind is, not where the spirit mind is. So you're asking for what you already have grace for, and you're waiting on God to give you an answer that he's already given. Could it be that you're praying in need rather than the seed that he accepts? How many of y'all want to pray on purpose? Which means you have to come into the knowledge of, of God for him to know. For example, if I ask, and this is another problem in the body of Christ. If I ask you, are you seriously walking the best way you know how in God? The majority of the church will say no. Now, my question would be, when you go to pray, why not get strength to walk in the fullness of what you know you're not walking in before you pray for something else? So you want to trick God to not walk in the fullness of his will, but you want the answer. Are y'all all right with this? And we don't even know we're doing it. So I know I'm not serious with God. But I'm asking God to give me something seriously. 
It's all good, mighty man. That's why we're learning. That's my man. He, he, that's where it starts. Y'all see what I'm saying? Now, there's a reason why you're not taking him serious. Because you're learning who he is so you can entrust in him. But you got to ask yourself, why are you asking him for something that might be already given, but it has, it's revealed? It's in a mystery called faith. Somebody says a mystery. Faith is a mystery. Yeah, yeah, faith is a mystery, which means you got to see through the eyes in the lens of faith. Which means what you might be asking for is already given to you. A lot of the small things, Jesus said, if the world gives to their own, why would not give you? It's like my son asking me, can I go get some water out the refrigerator? Why would you ask me to go get water that you, you, it's your house? You don't have to ask me for water. You do have to ask me for the keys to the car. Because you can't do that on your own. But there are things that God has already given you the grace to do on your own. Y'all missing it. And you are praying your own prayer by asking him to give you something that you're not willing to submit to him to. Tell somebody how to ask of God, how to ask of God. Oh, I have one minute and I have, I have so much more to go to. You got to realize that until you realize that God can, is not obligated to answer you where he never not delivered for you. And there are stages to this. Some of you, God trying to push you further. Some of you, God trying to get you to position yourself. For example, some of you, God is saying, you keep praying for this apartment. I'm trying to get you a house. So I'm not going to answer you in the apartment language. I'm going to answer you in house language. Uh-oh, see, oh, I woke you up now. You're, you're, you're getting it? You're catching it? You're speaking too loud. You don't need me for what you're talking about. You don't need me for the next level, but you've justified what you are already. That's right. Tell somebody to level up. That, yeah, yeah, you remember that, level up. You got to learn to level up. But if you're still in your own want, you think you're good because you passed the last person in your family. Not according to the rule of God. Most of us right now justify our riches. We think we're wealthy because of what somebody didn't do. Not because of who God did, what God did. You see how that's wrong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why you never progress based on you hating somebody. Or what you, that's not faith. And I'm so sorry that if the church taught you that. If they hate you, that God is going to be against them. And we say, ah! Let that be a motivator that they are against you. And you tell them devils. Tell them to go. See, we love zeal so much. We're not even listening to what we're saying. What they're saying is, tell that hater, let that hater be your promotion to go, to your fight to go forward. How many of you know that's not faith? Oh, Lord, we got a lot of training to do. So you've been fighting people to push forward. They teach you to hate to go forward. I hate my past, so I got to go forward because I had a bad past. Not realizing because you keep focusing on your past, you actually become the very past that you came from. God never told you to seek your eyes and nothing.
nothing else but in the face of him. Faith works through love, not through fear, not through failure. Faith works through love. And until we understand that principle, we're seated wrong. It burns the inside that we get we, we, we get taught like that. It's wrong. People walking out the door thinking it's okay to hate their enemies. You might be called to your enemies to save their soul. But we want to hear from God. That's not faith. Faith works through love. That's called motivation. But it's bit motivation. Because you can run people over in that motivation. You got blood on your hands on that motivation. This is why a generation right now can't take a lot of the sound doctrine. They actually fight against it because they've learned that motivation is you don't stop me. Don't tell me that because you, you're going to stop me from what I really want to do. So they fight against where they come from thinking that's going to help them to get to where they need to go rather than submitting to God and allowing him to deal with a new identity in them and then allowing that to be the forerunner of where they're going. Are you, can you say amen? I don't have time for more. I'm going to give you one more thing. Can y'all handle one more? So I want you to understand. Ah, go, go here really quickly. I got to tell you where to go first. Go to James 4, 1 through 4. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna close here. Tell somebody, let's prove it. Let's prove it. Come on, let's prove it. I'm going to prove it to you. How to ask of God. Watch this. Where do wars and fights come from among you? How many of you know where wars and fights come from? Let me make it personal. Don't look, don't just keep your head straight. Don't raise your hand. When you're ready to fight, where does the fighting come from out you? Is it because somebody is it because of what they did? Is it because of what they said? I love BCC boy. They, they're so honest. Yeah, Pastor. And what else, Pastor? What you about to say about like Pastor needs some security in here, Lord. What else? Uh-huh, yep, that too. Oh, I know which one too. I'll, I'll show you them. So, so it's because of what they're doing, right? Oh, I'm glad we're in Bible class. Glory to God. We need might be three-week Bible classes. Uh. All right, let's go here. <laughs> Where you where do fights come from among you? Wars and fights come from among you. Do they not? Watch this. You ready? Y'all ready? Let me tell you where they come from. Do they not come from your desires for pleasure that war in your ways? That's not what I heard. I heard because they did something to me. I heard because they were nasty to me. No. He said, no. You know where they come from? They come from the wars in your members because you don't know I'm all that you need. 
So you're still needy from them to accept you. That's why if they don't say the right thing, you don't do the right thing. Where do they come from? Your desires that war in your members, which mean your flesh is still saying, you got to agree with me because I still need you to agree with me. Because I haven't found my identity enough in him. When my identity is rooted and grounded in God, I'm not needy. I just deliver gifts. Somebody say, I'm a gift deliverer. Gift deliverers, I, ain't, I don't need you to pay me back. You can't pay me back. Tell somebody I'm a gift deliverer. The problem is you need more than you give. And until you grow up in God and learn how to yield strength from him, yield identity from him, yield what you already have, you're going to continue to look out into the world for them to agree with you. So where your quarrels come from, you haven't agreed with God about your identity. Let me ask you something. How in the world can you grow if you can't agree with God? Because you say you want money. Wait, money brings people. You can't manage this level with money. Everybody calling your phone. You don't even know how to handle this. Your drop stop right now. I know y'all was in the accounting class last night. Glory to God. Come on. Come on. You, you, you talking about God? If you... If you just give me another check, you show us a check that you need. God said they're going to prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. But the problem is I got to teach you stop, stop getting up from the table. Because every time one get up, oh, I'm going to slap this one. <laughs> there you go again. Uh-huh. I'm about to do something to this. See, that's the problem. You keep getting up from the table. You can't stand at the table and know he's God. Tell somebody, be seated. Be seated. Be seated. You got to learn how to stay seated. You, if you keep getting up, you're proving your authenticity is not there. Not knowing it's not them that's doing it to you. It's the adversary in them that's governing them to prove you wrong for what you said you submitted to. See, this is why the church have to realize what you're really doing. You're really not doing what you think you're doing. Every time we out and respond, we're actually proving to them that you are not submitted to what you said. They already know they wasn't submitted. They just had to get you to prove You know how? Because they wasn't looking for an answer. So why are you talking? Oh, so you're trying to give your pearls to swine. Jesus said if you do that, they're going to stump, trample over it. They don't care about it. They wasn't trying to hear right right now. Come on, you ever had a time where you didn't want to hear it right? You knew it right, but you didn't want to hear it. So why do they keep talking if you didn't want to hear it right in the first place? Glory. All right, let's get to shouting, though, Yaki. Where do fights and war, uh, wars come from among you? It comes, somebody say, it comes from me. Come on, can y'all agree with that? Just it, it comes from me. And until I learn enough of God, I'm going to keep responding out of order. Glory to God. You know why God wants you to learn this? You know why? 
Because when you're dealing with children of the spirit, they fight before they come in. You want to deal with a drug addict? You want to deal with a, uh, somebody that work at the club? You said you want to be a disciple of a man. Do you? Or do they got to agree before you disciple them? Can you handle their spiritual temperature? Can you handle their spiritual threshold? They're at 10% threshold. They can't handle a lot. But you at 50. And you tired now. They done hit your last nerve. Why you had the last one? <laughs> Why you have more than that? All right, let's keep reading. Glory to God. Yeah. Verse 2. Here we go. You lust and do not. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Why do fights come from among you? Verse 2. You ready? You lust. And do not have. Now, he just we just talked about where fights come from. Watch this. He said, do they not come from the desires for pleasures that war in your members, which means there's still something that you have need of. That you don't realize is coming from the foundation in Christ Jesus. Can you say amen? Watch this, verse 2. You lust and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war. Yet you do not have because you do not. Okay. You do not have because you do not. So the problem is you don't have because you're not asking. But if you are asking, watch this. You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you spend it on your own pleasures. Watch this. Adulteress and adulteress. Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be the friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God, which means you keep fighting because you still need something from the world. You're still governed by the world because you're not really submitted. So you're asking in need of something that's not submitted to my will. You're asking in need, not trying to do anything of my will. When you come into my will, I love to pay your bill. Oh, glory. When you come into my will... I don't mind paying your bill. In fact, it's already in my will that I got to pay your bill when you come into my. Which means the revelation of who you really are in God's will, it automatically enables God to say, hey, step back, son. I'm about to do a power move in your life. But most of us are still crying out. For our need without a foundation of seed in his will. Are y'all catching me? You were made to understand the will of God. I'm going to have to finish the rest next week. Because you have to understand how to ask of God. You cannot give God back what you have not 
what he have not given you. Do you understand that the faith that you carry is not of your own? Come on, church. Can y'all think a little bit more with me? The Bible said God actually gives you the faith that you have to give back to him. So the faith that you actually pray in is to pray back to him to remind you what you are. And he already knew what you have. But when you pray something delusional, a defiled, that has nothing to do with what he created you to do, you are asking, which means those who don't need, have needs, watch this, they don't even have to ask. God already sees it because they're seeking the kingdom. And all these things already added. But when you keep asking and you don't see, you might be in the wrong position. If we really love people, we got to teach them who they are in God. Because God loves us all. Somebody say, I have a purpose. There's a plan. You were planned for a purpose. And you can't allow the adversary to keep you in where you come from. Where you, come on, I got to keep going to where I need to go. I got to know the me that I haven't seen before. I got to know the me that God de developed in me. Some of you, you haven't even met yourself yet. I'm talking about the revelation of you, the reality of who you really are. You're living out of a narrative that you were born out of, but that's not the real you. Sometimes we didn't know that the pain of our parents and we loved them and we honored them, but we didn't know they were speaking out of their pain. But it's time for you to cross the bridge. Somebody say, I'm going to cross this bridge. It's time for you to cross the bridge and stop living out of the pity and the patty of where you come from and go to where God is taking you. Somebody say, I have a purpose. Come on, you got a purpose. You, you can't die empty. Some of us are pregnant and through pregnancy, you get symptoms. But you got to realize these symptoms is to prepare you for birth. But we got to build a strong church. This is the only way we can build a strong church. How many of you know we can't fight with a weak church? Because weak Christians don't know how to fight. We're scared of the gospel in certain instances. Because of what might happen. But how many know that I'm not going to take my, nobody taking my seat? Come on, you can give up yours, but nobody taking my seat. Come on, I'm going to stand here and know he's God. A lot of the principles and practices that are about to rampage this world, you better be ready. Because you living by words and not the word of God is going to halt you. They read the scriptures thinking to give them eternal life. It points to the person of eternal life. One Sunday I said, it's not all good, but it's all good in Christ. Are y'all catching me? Stand to your feet if you can. I'm going to conclude here. How to ask of God. I want you to listen to this. God 
answers. He wants to answer you. And God never wants you to be without. Do y'all understand that? Everything God does is for you. That's why mercy follows you. That's why yet you are a sinner. He died for you. Which means he don't stop searching you because of what you do. God's faithfulness is not according to your faithfulness. Come on, you say thank you, Jesus, on that. Because if it was according to my faithfulness, I've been going a long time ago. Glory to God. But because he's faithful, even when you're not faithful. He's trying to say, I need you to learn my grace is sufficient in your weakness. Which means you got to identify where you're weak and let me be strong. I don't need you to keep trying to do it your way. But can you start to do it my way? Somebody say his way. The biggest thing that I want you to understand, the problem with our prayer life. Jesus said this, listen, he said, when you don't know what to pray, watch this. The, let me teach you how we pray spiritual prayers, right? The spirit will intercede. Wait, God, wait, wait, wait. You telling me that I don't even pray my own prayer? When you don't know what to pray. If you can tap into the realm that you're supposed to pray in, it's going to intercede for what you're supposed to pray. Which means most of us don't even hit what we're supposed to pray yet. Because when you hit what you're supposed to pray, you're going to see what you're supposed to be. Somebody says that was a revelatory me. When you see the revelatory you, you can't go without God. The revelatory you sometimes scare you because of your past rather than being new for the future. But your future is really in the past because you're already made. So your future is not really the future. Your future is really the beginning. Oh, y'all missing it. See, you keep thinking you're going to a future. No, you're really going to the beginning. Which means, God, I still haven't met the beginning me. I just been corroded with the corrupt me. That's not me. And God is saying, I'm trying to get you to stop thinking you are what you do. You are not what you do. You are what I said you are. Tell somebody I am what he said I am. Come on, I am what he said I am. I am not Paul said. If I do what I don't want to do, how many of you want to say it? You don't want to sin. He said, if I do what I don't want to do, well, I'm realizing that it's not me anymore that's doing it. It's a war in my members. Ah. And the way you kill this war is you come into the knowledge of who he is. You know who he is? Watch this. He is God. He said, call me Abba, Father. He said, call me Abba, some of you in here, if you don't learn the Abba to God, you're going to keep treating him like a figure. Your problem is not you don't know God. The problem is how you look at God. You still look at him as a dictator. He don't want you to see him as a dictator. Now, he is one at, at the end of the day. But he's not a dictator. 
Because he wants you to desire him. That's why, watch this, it's the love of God that even leads you to repentance. That's a good setup. It's not your whooping that lead me to repentance. It was your goodness. That's why I don't even enter into who you really are until I come with thanksgiving. Because I had to see who you really are to even push into you. Which means your cry go to gladness. He said, I'm going to turn your turmoil into dancing. Why is that? Because I'm realizing who you really are to me. I want you to know that your flesh is not going to want to do this level. I'm going to tell you right now. You're going to wake up in the morning and think, you're going to think to pray, and your flesh is going to be like, no, we ain't doing that. We got, we got stuff. We got a lot to do. In fact, you late. You got to eat breakfast. You got to get the kids ready. You got a lot to do. What you don't understand is the adversary loved you to do before really getting to do. Because in Christ, we have the will and the. Which means you don't know the, if you don't know the will and the. What are you doing? If you don't know the in him, we have the will and the. So if you don't start with him, what you doing today? Which means every day. It's not an option to get the mind of God. Because I'm called to live in the realm of the spirit. Somebody say I'm called to live in the realm of the spirit. I'm called to live up here, not down there. Lift your hands. I want to pray for you. God loves you to pray. He won't deny a broken heart and a contrite spirit. But he doesn't want you to pray out of a genie bottle. He wants you to know he's a father. Which means if you come to me, all who come must believe that I am. And I am a rewarder. I am. I want to answer your prayer. I don't want to deny you. I want to answer you. But before I answer you, I want you to know I want all of you. And I'm believing God in this house that he will raise men after his heart. Not after only his ministry, but after his. Because if you can go after his heart, the ministry come by default. I'm going to say that again. If you can go after his heart, the ministry comes by. Which means he wants heart. It's time to break in. It's time to pray. It's time to intercede in the real you. Who are you? Who are you in the, in, in the spirit? Who are you in the spirit? The devil is afraid of you in the spirit. Why? Because of who you are in the finished work. And I declare over you right now, you are not going to live less than. You are not going to die less than. You're going to stand up and know he's God. Father, in the name of Jesus. I pray right now for your people that we awaken, we awaken by your spirit, by your might. We will not be distracted or distraught, but we will know your will, your counsel. Forgive us, God. Forgive us, God.
I don't want your hand before your heart. Can I have some giant in here? Say, I don't want your hand before your heart. Because I know if I have your heart, your hand is always open. God, I want to know your heart. What is your heart for this, my life? What is your heart for this generation? Forgive me for bypassing your heart. I was so afraid to walk in what you called me to because of what I thought I was. But today I declare that I know I'm more than a conqueror. I know I'm more than a conqueror because of what you put in me. That he that begun a good work in me shall complete it. And Father, I will not give up. Somebody say, I will not give up until I see the real me. Come on, I will not give up till I know the real me in Christ Jesus. Father, we declare that we will know us how you have known us. We give you our life. There's so much at stake, our children at stake, our marriages at stake. God, I don't want my purpose to be held up from lives. I don't want to come to the end of this and I, you, you bypass the faces that I was supposed to touch because I wanted to stay in my pain. You showed me what I was supposed to deliver and people died because I didn't come into what you called me by mercy. But I declare today that I'm going to stand and know you, God. And I submit to what you call for my life. Thank you for loving me. Can you say that with me, God? Thank you for loving me. Thank you for caring for me. Father, I pray that everyone here is encouraged, equipped, and empowered to do what you called them to do. And we declare this day forward that we're going to stand and know you're God. We're going to walk in your counsel. We're going to walk in your might. And we're going to walk in your power. We thank you for your grace and mercy, your kindness and your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give God a hand clap. <laughs> Hallelujah. You may be seated for a moment. How many are ready to take the step forward? Amen. How many understand how to pray just a little bit better? God wants you to pray. The, pray that, the prayer of submission to his will. And in that, all things are possible. Can you say amen? Which means need is not God's first priority. Seed is God's first priority. And the seed of submission is what God is looking for. We take care of needs. God takes care of needs. He said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Which means no matter what I do, I'm going to take care of you. You're my child. You don't even have, watch this. You don't even have to pray that. But what I told you to do is seek the kingdom and righteousness. And all these things will be what? Which means seek righteousness, right standing with God. And I'm going to add some things to you. I'm excited about your future. Somebody clap about your future. Come on, right now. At this moment, if you don't have a church home, I would love for you to join us here at Believers Connection. If you don't have a church home and you want to make this your church home, I'm going to give one minute. Just lift your hand and we will tell you about what we do have at Believers Connection. Give our visitors a hand for being here. Come on, give them a hand. 
How many of you since you've been here, you've been growing, growing, and growing, and growing? Amen. How many of you want to keep growing and growing? Amen. How many of you know if we're going to deliver the world? We got to come into some real. Amen. How many of you know sometimes we even got to deliver our brothers and sisters? Glory to God. So we're going to have to come into some substance to do that. Amen. Hallelujah. At this moment, how many of you enjoyed the financial class? Glory to God. Boy, I heard some of y'all say, that's okay. I'm in the green. I'm in the red. That's all right. That's why we're here. Amen. But I believe that you're going to learn how to have wealth for generations to come. Amen. Come on, that's biblical. He said you're going to have enough for your children's children. And know how to hold on to it. Which means I'm not going to have a Bentley in an apartment. Uh-oh, let me not go back to the class. I'm going to learn how to save some stuff. And invest some stuff. Amen. Come on, God, God said, I wish that you prosper, be in good health as your... All right, so we're not going to talk faith. We're going to live it too. Glory to God. Give God one more hand clap if you can. Listen to our announcements as you're preparing your tithes and offerings. And we pray that you're blessed. Amen. Hallelujah.